0: People Deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. And thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. You know, whatever you guys want. The People's Podcast is the other name I'm forgetting. You know, every day it takes on a podcast, a new name of itself, the podcast. As long as you're making sure you're here each and every time it comes out and you're supporting across YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, and the rest of the streaming outlets, quite frankly, I don't care you know this might not be my heavily most viewed bit of content but it's probably the content I enjoy the most because we speak about football from a neutral point of view so yeah man big up to yourselves whether you're watching this or I mean listening better yet on on. Spotify and Apple for you freeloading lazy ones again at the time of you guys hearing this you're probably looking at it on a delayed one on YouTube but I appreciate all the support now primarily we've been using this podcast to focus on the Euros and I think we should do exactly that um it's a bit of a crazy one people before we talk about the results you know you look at group winners Italy have won group A group B goes to Belgium group C has gone to Netherlands in terms of runners up for the competition people I mean for the group stages at this moment in the competition. Wales finished runner up. Denmark finished runner-up. Austria after dramatics yesterday finished runner-up. Third best place best place best place four teams qualify via the third best teams. Third place best teams. Switzerland so far are there. You know without kicking the ball England have qualified as well as Czech Republic, but it's still for the last sixteen that is, but it still remains Anyone's guess as to where specifically did they finish the same goal currently for Sweden and France, people. You know, as of Monday night, last night, really and truly, 11 teams qualified for the last round of 16. Once again, Italy, Belgium and Netherlands were confirmed as group winners, while obviously Austria, Denmark and Wales were confirmed as runners up. You know, good to be fair with you. F- big up Wales, because again, I'm not going to say... I expected them not to go through. Again, three teams can potentially go through. I expected Wales to go through. Admittedly, potentially Wales could have been the third best place playoff, but they've done well, man. You know, unfortunately they lost against Italy, but I think they gave themselves, you know, a good fight against Italy. Fair enough, it was a rotated Italian side and whatnot, but yeah, I think I, I think Switzerland probably expected to end end the group runners up, but. Bale, Ramsey and Cole have said no Denmark obviously dramatic scenes in their game yesterday I'm sure you all saw that 4-1 victory for them against against um, Russia again shout out to Christensen the Chelsea centre half what a bang that was obviously is it just, you know, the other defender he had a neat finish there was some you know Damstad you know he's been one of Denmark's better players that was a fantastic crack from him Poulsen added to the score sheet you know there's been some boring games in the Euros and lacking in quality but there has been some gems, really and truly. Denmark versus... Denmark's 4-1 victory, as I just said, was was a serious one. Um, you had Switzerland's dramatic... Well, I say dramatic, but it weren't even dramatic. They, you know, Turkey at least score a goal in the competition. It was a good finish by Kavzi for what it's worth. Seferovic and a brace from, from Shakiri, including a customary Shakiri screamer in the competition or any international competition he plays for Switzerland, was confirmed, people. So, yeah, we're going to get on intersect people, as I said, man, um, so there were some great games, obviously, there's still a lot of football to be, there's still a lot of football to be played, people, and a lot of things, and all of that, but yeah, you can, it looks like, it looks like it's a decent, like it's a decent, it's a decent round, you know, again, there's a lot of 2 in and 3 Um England have the Czech Republic, we're going to get into that, but boy, that could be anything, man, but to see 11 teams have qualified so far, it is, well, it is, people, in, in, in that regards. And it's been an interesting Euros, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to really pick a winner because I'd, I'd say even all the bigger nations, there's little bits and pieces. If you're nitpicking, you can say, oh, against the top team, they'd be in trouble. Oh, they'd be in trouble. Um, and we've spoken about it. I think that goes for Italy, Belgium, uh, France, Germany, all of them, you know, for the French, they can see a lot of chances. And, you know, you look at Benjamin Pavard and Varane, if you pull it on them, they probably will let you down. Um, for the Belgians, you know, they seem to not play well for the whole 90 minutes in my Opinion and the level of opposition, Italy the same, um you know, Holland have looked good, but they, they still don't shut teams out all the way. Portugal are what they are, they're a bit open. I think Germany have conceded a lot of chances in their last two games, but between beating France and smashing Portugal more or less, nobody speaks about it. So it's difficult picking a winner, really and truly, in terms of the Euros. Like I said, I think everybody looks good, but when you're nitpicking, you can say, oh. If they play someone of a similar standard, could they get exploited? So I think that adds to the excitement in that there's not a clear winner. If you're asking me to put money on the table, is France or Italy? Now again, assuming Italy go through, I swear they play France. where so all these things are are gazy. I should really type in online um, who plays who in the Euros because that's actually the rules have confused me. I don't know who I don't know who plays who in the last sixteen and all of those sort of things, man. Let me see, last sixteen. There should be some someone who's smart enough with all of this stuff. Boy, there's nothing there, really and truly. I mean, I would have thought Sky Sports would have had something here, but people, I can't. They're just telling me random nonsense. Oh, I'm tell, tell a lie, tell a lie, tell a lie, people are being very critical, because when you look at it, Wales will play in Amsterdam on Saturday night against Denmark. The, the Netherlands will play on Sunday in Budapest against a third... Um, place finisher from either group D, E or F um, Sorry people Again I should have the Euros groups up for you Because again if you're like me It's all fun and games It's all fun and games saying the group num- names in that But who the hell is in in what group I don't know, I don't, you know, this is hardly, if, if you was to ask me about the FA, I mean, the, the World Cup and all of those things, and even Euros in previous years, I could tell you everyone who's in every group, people, but I've got it up here for you here, people. Uh, really and truly, I should open, I should do a split screen because I need to see the groups as I'm speaking to you guys, people, it's not going to make sense. But like I said, Holland, I mean, tsk, Holland will play on Sunday in Budapest against a third best place team from either D, E or F. So if we quickly scroll down um D E or F so they could potentially play you know if you're in D boy if you finish third you know they're probably looking at playing Croatia again it's all to be it's all to be decided in the English group because everybody could still go through really and truly you know a win for Korea. the goal difference shakes them but a win and certain things for Scotland and Croatia they could bag a place through um England currently are fourth, Czech Republic are fourth. So the man are going through, but where are we playing? So again, potentially, if we were to finish third, which I don't think we can because of goal difference, but then again, depending on scorelines, it could go ahead. You know, you're playing Holland, really, truly. Um, also in that, you know, they're playing, they could play someone, they could play the third best place team in E, which would be at currently, it would be Spain. As you know, in Group E is Spain, Sweden, Slovakia and Poland. Poland are probably out. Um, F third, if you finish third, then again, it could set up Holland versus Portugal. In my opinion, you've got Holland, Hungary, Germany and obviously France. So it could be game on for Holland, really and truly. Um. Italy will play the win- winners in Group C on, on Saturday at Wembley. Um, they'll play the runners-up in Group C, apologies. So, obviously, that's a, probably a favourable one from them. They could potentially play the runners-up. That probably is Austria. You know, Austria, Ukraine and Macedonia are in that group along with Holland. So, it's an interesting one. Um Whereas it said Belgium will play on Sunday against another best place third finisher, doesn't actually say specifically. As things stand in Group D, England are in second place, and we would play the runners up from Group E, which again is currently Slovakia, but it could be Spain, Sweden, or Poland. They could all realistically finish second, so we'll have to see, people. If we obviously beat the Czech Republic on Tuesday to top the group, people, um, then we would have to play the the winners runners up, sorry, of Group F. Now Group F is again that group of death where again you look at it people let me say it again just if it didn't scare you enough at the moment it's germany in second place but you could have france germany portugal or hungary if they realistically somehow bag third now boy Germany's Germany, they're going to wipe the floor with England. As I said, this anything less than a semi-finals for England is failure. But boy, based on the, the things I'm saying to you guys, does this sound like a team capable of getting there? Anything can happen. Scotland are bottom of Group D people. Were they, were they to progress people as one of the best fourth place third place te- fourth best third place team is possible they'd actually play a last 16 at Hampden Park people where it could be against Sweden um, obviously Scotland were they to progress from third place could also play Holland or Belgium as well people and we're going a bit ahead, but this article's actually said, people, in relation to the quarterfinals, people. Um, one of the few certainties about the quarterfinal lineup at present is that both Wales and Holland win their last 16 ties. They will meet in the last eight in Baku. The other fixed point is that the winners of the last 16 tie between Italy and Austria at Wembley will play their quarterfinal in Munich on Friday, July the 2nd. As for England, there is a series of what-if scenarios in speculating on who they might face in the quarterfinals and beyond. Let's just deal with what we've got in front of us first and foremost in the in the Czech Republic, what well, it is what well, it is. Were England to progress as group winners and win their last 16 tie, they would play on Saturday in Rome. Assuming the winner of Group E beats a third-best place team, their opponents would most likely be Spain or Sweden. If we were to progress as runners-up and win our last 16 tie, um, we would play in Russia. Um, assuming the winners of Group F beat the third-best team, our opponents could be France, Germany or Portugal people. The same would be true of Scotland in the event they qualified from Group D as runners-up ahead of England. Um, So it's a a, a crazy one, people, you know. It's a crazy one. But at the end of the day, you're in this competition. You have to play the bigger nation sooner or later. Arguably, it's better to play them quicker because the quicker you play them and knock them out, the easier the run should be, in theory. Um, I'm sure not many of you are confident in England's chances anyways, people. And I can't blame you for such because England haven't shown you anything. As I keep saying, um, if it was based on... The Croatia game is coming home. If it was based on the Scotland game, we're going home. And that sets me up perfectly to, you know, let's speak about the action we've seen, over, obviously, over the last few days. Now, England, I think England, sadly, you know, we drew nil-nil against Scotland. You can see Scotland celebrating like it's the Champions League. We knew they were going to come and make it difficult for us and tough for us. Credit to Scotland, you know, they could have robbed the game on another hand. I think England are the only team or one of the only teams, if that in the Euros, I'd say us, Turkey, maybe Russia... What the hell are we doing? What the hell are we about? What the hell is the style of play? What have we been doing in qualifiers, you know? This is meant to be a year in preparation. So what has Gareth Southgate been doing? Obviously, you know, I don't see a core group of players that... The squad, the squad is built around. Yes, there's players that play all the time, but squad that's built around. I don't see a style of play. I don't see one system minimum and two systems, um, which, is, which everyone should have, able for England to play. We're just freestyling. You know, you look at the Scottish game, as I said, you know, Harry Kane's doing the same nonsense he does for Spurs, dropping deep unnecessarily on the halfway line. Someone tell him to stay and occupy the center house. You can drop as much as you want, and I don't blame you when there's Harry Winks and these sort of players in midfield. They can't pass you a ball. But when you've got Mount, Sterling, these guys, you don't need to drop. Kane's in the same way Bruno Fernandes was doing his United foolishness for Portugal and it got found out. Kane was doing his Spurs foolishness and it was quite frustrating to watch people. And you know, if Kane was a different sort of person, like if that's Pogba or Sterling and Kane's had two woeful games and his future is on speculation and these things, people are talking about his attitude, his commitment, and all of these things, which shouldn't be spoken about. I just think it's funny how there's a lot of luxuries. Kane is playing absolutely dog poo. He needs to up it. The problem for England, there isn't another striker. I think for Calvert Lewin. You saw exactly where you feature, you know. As I've said, I'd probably assume Raheem Sterling to play up front before Calvert-Lewin. Marcus Rashford, when was the last time he excelled through the middle? It's all off the left wing for United, come off the bench. So Southgate's shown me that we can have as many exciting players as we want. If the manager is cowardly, it's a myth. You know, it's a myth. The manager is meant to reflect the team. The team's meant to reflect the manager. Um, I don't see young, hungry and innovative when I look at Southgate. I see safe, scared, steady Eddie. And he doesn't even wear the three-piece suits anymore. So who told him he earned the right to wear the casual drip? But it was atrocious, you know. Sterling is very disjointed. Kane, Sterling, Folden, Mount, everybody's doing their own thing. And I can't blame them because it doesn't look like there's a system. These players can come out and save Southgate as much as they want and say, yeah, there's a system, there's tactics. I can only... And there might be. You lot are training all week, I'm watching you lot, I'm watching Euros, I'm watching you lot today, I'm watching you lot, whenever, and all I can comment is what I'm seeing. It just looks like vibes, you know, there's too much question marks. There was question marks before the tournament, not just about Southgate over the decisions he's making. He spent the the, the warm-up games, you know, messing about, playing players that aren't going to be a part. Lord knows why Lingard, Godfrey, Ward-Prowse, and all of these players were getting game time when it became abundantly clear they're not involved. And you're and you're seeing it, people. It's just absolute nonsense. It's a mockery, really. You know, against Scotland, it was woeful. We're lucky not to have lost that game. You know, we set up way too defensive against Scotland. You know, we you don't shoot, you don't score. And if that man one shot in one shot on target, Scotland had two shots on target, and they had eleven shots, so they wanted it a bit more than us. You know, Tierney and Robertson were quite amazing, and that's a fake left hand side to have, really. You know, Scotland did well. Do you think people are overhyping the Billy Gilmore performance against England? But he was solid and unfortunately he's contracted COVID and it's touch and go for, I believe, Rice and Mount because they came into contact with Billy. Um, but one shot on target. Nine shots, one shot on target, so we're toothless, we can barely defend, there's barely a style of play where vibes work, the minute you buck a half-competent team, you're going out, and that might be, to you know, we might be in trouble today against the Czech Republic in general, we beat Croatia fair play, but we're on the back foot for the majority of the game, same goes for the England one, it's too disjointed, Southgate, there's too much problems, you know, free, I don't know why you don't want to use Grealish, I mean, evidently in that game for me, you know, you're picking the wrong personnel because you could have. Sanjo wasn't about. I would have personally brought on Bakayo Saka, maybe even Shaw. but Saka, when it became sure, sh- claim, it became sure Shaw, um, Shaw wasn't quite cutting the mustard going forward, um, you know. Calvert Lewin, I would have even brought him on just to just wallop it up top, he gives you a bit something different. You don't I don't really see what this team's about. And it's quite annoying watching Southgate because it's gonna keep the role. We've got to remember this is back-to-back world this is back to back championships in the sense of international tournaments. We've got the championships this year, you've got the World Cup next year. So again, Southgate, really. You know, really and truly, really... Yeah, you dominated the possession against the Scots, but what did you do? You know, shout out to Rhys James for sh- clearing a shot on the line. I actually think Pickford was all right. I'm very critical of Mings, but I think Mings held it up in what he could do. Defensively, Shaw had one two things, and Stones was okay on the ball, so I can't really complain about the defence. They kept a clean sheet. It's more the system. It's more what these what the hell are these players working on, because you're not working on tactics and you're not giving them freedom to do whatever. You know, we should not sit here and have a problem. Oh, you've got Mount, Sterling, South. Angel, Foden, you know, Grealish, Kane, all these guys. We shouldn't be talking about not being able to play football and that. What is the problem? And this is the mockery of Southgate and his coaching staff are making of the national team. Why you, went, why you have to go with Calvin Phillips and Rice together against Scotland, I, I don't know. I get it. Calvin Phillips played his way into the team. Rice played his way. But any credible manager, you know... You're dropping one of them out because you want to be, it's a bit more even, the Scottish game, than us against what we would have expected, the Creations, definitely in the middle of the park with Modric and Kovacic. With respect to McGregor, Billy Gilmore is certified, but McGregor and these man, they're not quality like that. You know, it's probably more of an even match. I'm a big fan of McGinn. Billy Gilmore is Billy Gilmore. Um, McGregor gives something to the cause, but he's not quality like that. So I do think a credible manager would have went with either Declan Rice and Mount, or, Phil, or, or Phillips and Mount, because I think that's what you could have done, you know, with that, you drop one out, you could even move, you could even put Grealish straight in the 10, or you can shift folding out out to the 10, and then bring in Grealish. Or, you know, he we all know for some reason he doesn't feel, I think even Madison could have been in this squad form, or not when I'm looking at it, because our bench is dead. We all know Southgate is never really keen on having, let alone two, but three of Mount... Grealish And unfolding um, All on the same team At the same time So alright cool You don't want to bring one on Bring on Asanjo. What's the point Man's about to become The most expensive English player In a while You know Bad it up in Germany last year. What's the point calling up, man? Like all I'm seeing with, with, with Jaden Sanjo is he's doing up him and Saka are doing up these FA these FA videos for England. Maybe they're taking over Lingard's duty. What's the point, really and truly? I don't get what we're doing at this level. Pickford, if I didn't say I had a good game as well. You know, shout out to Scotland. Like I said, you know, O'Donnell. He looked shaky in their game against the Czechs. He was quality at right back. Um, Tierney and Robertson did well. Um, Billy Gilmore, McGregor, McGinn, they matched work. We made Che Adams look amazing and he justified his start. He had a good cameo off the bench in their first game. Justified his start in this game. I couldn't believe how open we were in, in the middle and just allowing him to pick it up. Dykes is winning hella hella balls and really and truly, we're lucky that... We're lucky that we didn't lose this, but we didn't offer nothing, nothing at all. And I mean, two subs. You're allowed five. Man brought on two subs. And like I said, he brought on Grealish with no real time. He should have brought on Grealish earlier. He brought on Rashford, which again screams desperation. This manager's not brave enough. He moves like. Do you know what? Do you know what Southgate is doing? He's moving like he's playing thirty eight games, and I'm tired of it. And it's not going to end nice. It's not. I want to be proven wrong. Like I said, I want it to come home. I was giving Southgate his props against Croatia, but now it's making me think, was that accidental drilling, people? Did you did did you mean to do that? You know, I don't know what you're on. And again, a team's a reflection of the manager. The manager should be a reflection of the country or the coaching's philosophy. Is is Southgate the most innovative coach this country can call upon, the most daring? Is he what the, the game should represent? Is he the blueprint and the fabric of English football? Boy... He talks real good. He wears the three-piece suit. But when it comes to being brave, innovative and exciting like some of these young players, he doesn't know what that is. He's, he's, he's exciting as a game of bingo, really and truly. I mean, Jesus. You know, it would be a bunch. Of, I, I'm sure Gary Southgate would be fun at parties, man. I'm sure he would. But yeah, man, the less said about England the best. So four points from our first two games. Personally, remember I did say draw, win, loss. I want to be wrong, but the the game against the Czech Republic could get gazy for us. Obviously, Croatia versus the Czech Republic ended 1-1. I have I have I do think VAR has been good in this competition, but of recent it's starting to shake people. Um, I don't understand how Lovren was given a, a penalty against, and there's been I can't remember the games, but in that's followed there's been a couple of other controversial moments with VAR giving penalties and stuff. Maybe they've heard us complain a bit too much, and they have wanted to give us more goals. Croatia versus the Czech Republic wasn't the most greatest of watches? They played football. You know, three shots on target combined by the two players, um, two sides people. Perisic saved Croatia's blushes. And to be fair with you, Croatia have a point. They've got it all to do in their last game, people, against Wales, I believe. And, you know, Wales are through, so we have to see. England drew 1-1. One, one. Um, you saw Sweden defeat Slovakia 1-1 goal to nil. Again, Foisberg put in a penalty. Low-key affair in that regards. You know... I think we spoke about Thursday's football, so we won't go over that. And if you have, if I didn't, apologies, people. Um, wait, when did I'm sure I brought one out? Yeah, it must we didn't actually, people. So yeah, man, if you if you were missing, obviously Italy defeated Switzerland 3 0. Ukraine one 2 1 against North Macedonia, Belgium 1 2 1 against Denmark. Denmark started off well in that game. Paulson gave it to them before drama. Um, um with, with Kevin De Bruyne getting an assist and a goal. Obviously Lukaku played very well in that game. Great cameo from Hazard. Forgan Hazard scored, Eden Hazard with a good cameo was involved in one of the goals, Kevin and Lukaku, so really all the former Chelsea boys. I mean, you know, it's that sort of hunger and fighting spirit that saw Denmark obviously qualify really and and, and smash up Russia in their next game. It was a very good game in that regards, man. Again, Denmark did them tactically. And that's even a thing as well. I ain't seen Southgate do anything tactically. I've seen the Hung, you know, in Hungary's 1-1 draw against France, you know, Pogba had some good touches, Griezmann ultimately scored. Benzema forgot his shooting boots and should have scored team, should have finished off what could have been team goal of the tournament. There was a couple of other huffs and puffs, but I think Hungary did a number on them, you know, three at the back, won their 1v1 battles, ganged up on them. I ain't seen Southgate do a job, you know, that's an overperformance from Hungary. Now, obviously, Hungary go to the latter stages, which is mathematically possible. They'll struggle, but I ain't seen them put in a shift. Granted, personally, Ukraine are out. I don't know what's going on with Czech Republic. Hungary, I don't know what's going on. But I think these three nations have played better football than us, England. And who's got better players? So, again, it's down to the manager. Um, obviously, Holland won 2 nil against the Netherlands. I mean, how can Holland been 2-0 against the Netherlands? They beat Austria two goals to nil. Austria have qualified. You know, Alaba conceded a penalty. Dumfries, Fries, who's trying to get goal, um, top goal scorer in the tournament. And Memphis Depay, who went and, who went and scored in his last game, having a great tournament, made it 2-0. Um Hungary won, France won. As I said, they frustrated them. Crazy six-goal thriller between Portugal and Germany. You know, Portugal hit them on the counter, but you know, Germany ran right. I can't believe the own goals. The quick-fire first half own goals I saw from Guerrero and Dias. Grossens again. Grossen's Dumfries, Fry spins Fry Spinazola. All the fullbacks are trying to turn up in this competition. Havarts and, and Gossens turned up in the second half and, and made it four. Obviously Ronaldo's got a goal and assist and as does Diogo Jota. You know, Portugal had seven shots and two on target. Personally, I feel their subs did more than a lot of people who started, like Renato Sanchez absolutely barged Emre Jan into next Wednesday. He hit the pulse. Jao Matinho did more than I think Bruno Fernandes brought to the table. Shout out to Bernardo Silva for being involved in the first goal. But Bruno Fernandes is a percentages footballer. He's just found something that works and he does it and... He is—he's a very good player. I like him, but his IQ at this level isn't working. Like he really was woeful for Portugal. Really didn't stand out. And I mean, Portugal is a suicidal midfield. You can't have two builders in Danilo and Carvalho and then Bruno ahead of them, and expect anything serious to happen. And I wonder why your front three are in and out of the game. Really and truly, can't believe it in that regards. But. It is what it is, man. You know, Portugal to Germany 4. Even Germany had a number of... They conceded two goals, so it kind of is that. But Rüdiger saved them. This is the second game. Germany have looked a bit open defensively. And this is what I mean by... If I'm real with you, I don't think you can pick a winner of the Euros at this moment in time. Spain and Poland drew 1-1. Spain up there for being one of the most boring teams to watch in this competition. You know, Morata gave them the lead before Lewandowski, you know, the gunman, which is Lewandowski, scored and ensured Poland could take it to the last game of the season to see if they, of the group, sorry, to qualify. Um, Obviously, Spain did miss a penalty. Gerard Moreno is quite quality in front of goal from the spot, missed. Morata with a, you know, a Morata sort of miss from a couple of yards really should back then you know play two games two points from spain you know that's the sort of stuff that you know it wouldn't surprise me if they go on and win it because i think it's a crazy it's going to be a crazy euros but we'll have to see obviously italy rotated their side and they did what they needed to do they won just a customary goal to nil really um and man was sent off again it was a high challenge but do i think he should have been sent off probably not Switzerland 3, Turkey 1, as I said, that was a crazy game, Seferovic scored a good goal, it's a shame that Shakiri scored an absolute thumping goal with his right peg, I believe it was with his weaker foot, Shaqiri braced Seferovic bagged and as well, ensures that Switzerland score and win 3 goals to 1 people, it is what it is for Turkey, they're out, I can't believe people said the Dark Horses Austria defeated Ukraine a goal to nil courtesy of a goal in the 21st minute. There was a number of chances Ukraine had to score as well, but that's enough to see Austria through credit to them. North Macedonia, they tried, they did they did all right, but you know, definitely a better game from Elmas for North Macedonia than I expected. But they couldn't stop the they couldn't stop the Netherlands people. Ronaldo scored two tap ins and the easiest goals he'll he'll score and continues his claim to try get the golden boot for the competition, as does Memphis DePay, who also got on the score sheet, people. And, you know, Holland looked good, really, and Holland haven't been troubled. As I said, Russia won Denmark 4. Finland won- lost 2-0 against Belgium. You know, Lukaku and uh, the known goal. Listen, literally in the last 15 minutes, Lukaku did have an effort ruled out for offside. I mean, for a VAR, um, for being offside. Um, but yeah, man, it was a terrible watch. Terrible watch, to put it nicely. I can't believe I did a watch-along. I don't know how... Shout out to everyone who was at that watch-along, because you helped me stay alive, but... Yeah, man, Lukaku keeps his claims of a golden boot, but that was terrible, man. And I think Belgium are in trouble when they play a team that's half decent, man, if I'm completely honest with you. Um, but yeah, man, Belgium won two goals to nil. So with that, it is what it is. And then you look to the action today, England have to be on job because it's England versus Czech Republic. Again, Czech Republic, again, have played better football than us, are dangerous from set pieces. Got to be very careful of that game, people. Czech Republic versus England. Scotland versus Croatia. Both teams need a win to go through. Croatia need a win like they've never needed one before. The Scottish, the same. Sweden against Poland. Again, Poland win. They go through. If not, it's a myth. Slovakia against Spain. You'd imagine Spain need three points. Um, this is all tomorrow sweet starting from what sweden poland's tomorrow Slovakia, spain's tomorrow portugal france is tomorrow again that should be an interesting one as is germany versus hungary people and then obviously we'll cover it again but the last round of 16 at current people you've got wales against denmark italy against austria it's to be decided currently who holland could face the same goes for belgium and the same it goes for the rest of them they haven't been decided yet so it's going to be an interesting one in that regards folks um so yeah really 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 and truly if I'm completely honest with you um if we look at some transfer news to wrap this up people obviously make sure you're paying attention to my my YouTube content because by then you'll probably see some some videos and them things there but if we just quickly go to the BBC's transfer section because you know we've spent a lot on the euros I don't like to leave you like hanging I do like to Provide one, two other bits. Apparently, Barcelona president Jao Laporta dreams of pairing Cristiano Ronaldo with Messi next season and is ready to offer two players in exchange to help persuade the Juventus to sell the 36 year old Portugal forward. Well, we'll have to see. Manchester City are ready to include Brazil striker Gabriel Jesus and England forward Raheem Sterling in any bid for the 27 year old Harry Kane. Um which I think you are more likely of Jesus. I don't think hey, I don't think Sterling would agree to it. Man United are making progress in their effort to sign 24-year-old Spain defender Paul Torres. What a defender that is. Apparently, Atletico want to buy Hellerin. I'll believe it when I see it. Apparently, Juventus want to sell Wales midfielder Aaron Ramsey. Wouldn't surprise me. Rafa Benitez is edging closer and closer to the Everton job. Lucien Favell has held positive talks with Crystal Palace over replacing Roy Hodgson. We'll have to see. At Atlanta are expected to hold off interest from both AC Milan and Roma in Italy midfielder Pizzina and is set to offer the 24-year-old a contract extension, which he's in the Euros. Apparently, Nico Williams could leave Liverpool and he's keen to leave to play first team football. Apparently, Leeds, Southampton, Aston Villa, and Burnley are all watching him. Wolves are interested in signing Leicester goalkeeper Danny Ward, who's playing quite well and is, you know, a good second f- fiddle keeper to have. But you know, he's unfortunate. Casper's Michaels ahead of him. Um, you know, Antonio Rüdiger's got a year left on his deal at 28 years of age. I know Thomas Tuchel has as praised his focus, but surely something needs to be done there. Denzel Dumfries, who's having a good Euros campaign with PSV, apparently has joined, has interest from Bayern Munich. Apparently they have joined Everton, AC Milan and Inter Milan in the race to sign the 25-year-old international fullback who plays for Holland. Samore so um, will have a medical at Leicester in the next 10 days before signing a five-year deal. Apparently, Liverpool have no plans to sell Costas to Mikas this summer, despite the 25-year-old only making seven appearances last season. Real in talks with Wolves over a deal for Portuguese goalkeeper Rui Patricio. Apparently James Wood Prowse is interested in joining Villa this summer... And Scott Parker is close to finalising the termination of his contract. Apparently, he's expected to actually take over from Bournemouth, really and truly. So, we'll have to see what happens. So, yeah, man, we have spoke about the Euros. We tried a thing with the transfers. I'm probably going to do a bit more streams on my YouTube, so make sure you're checking that out. But, yeah, man, in that regards, in that regards people... It's been a good half an hour of the DG podcast. Please make sure you're following on Spotify, Apple, and those things. Please make sure you're subscribed on YouTube if you haven't. Um, Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. Enjoy what's left of your day. People, DG, I'm out. Thank you for listening.